Welcome back to this week's episode of the Post Up Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zuros. And I'm your co-host, Diggers. Now we've uh, got second guest of the show on, Big Day. Actually a friend of the podcast. I'll <laughs> let you do the introduction, Aaron. That's your thing. Uh, so there's Oscar Ashley. Say hi, mate. Hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we know um, Oscar from uh, university. Uh, we all got into, um, uh, we all knew, found our love for basketball um, together. Um, and he's a Pelicans fan. That's right, yeah. yeah Pelicans Pelicans. Uh, what are your thoughts on their season so far? Well, yeah. Um, firstly, you know, I uh, just want to say, good, uh, glad you guys set us up and enjoying the, the episodes. Good fun and happy to be on. Um, yeah, not much Pelicans chat uh, so far. Um, mm. You know, you guys, which I think is pretty indicative of. <laughs> yeah, I literally just just looked on the NBA website before this, and the the main headline is Pelicans face difficult difficult part part of success. So I was like, yeah. oh, going to be a good episode to talk about the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, we're really, I think we're a really intriguing team. And I don't, what, what isn't intriguing is our kind of past few seasons. You know, I think, I think we've been, at this point in the season, we've been a losing record for the last five years, I think. Um, ben, you probably sympathise with as a Knicks fan. Yeah, big uh, time. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, um, doing better than us at the moment. But um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating um i think that i as a fan i need to sort of look at the longer term vision to think about that kind of difficult path to success because mm. there is a path to success there we've got pieces um but just right now it's not quite right um yeah i, I mean you've got one of the biggest yeah. up and coming pieces in zion who yeah i feel i feel like i haven't seen much about him in the news but if you look at his numbers he's still putting up like you know huge numbers 23 points a game like he's not having a quiet season is he no, no, it's, it's insane. Um, I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, Simon Williamson's played, what, 30 career games? Mm. And he's already putting up these numbers. I mean, it speaks yeah. for himself. Um, what, shooting like 70% of the rim. Like, mm. It's nuts. Um, don't forget, I, obviously, he was injured the first half of last year as well. So you could technically argue this is his rookie year. Um, yeah, you could see it that way for sure. Um, I think his game's still developing. He's played under two very different coaches in Alvin Gentry and Stan Van Gundy. Mm. Like, you know, about as different as you can get. I think, you know, we've been bad both years so far, but bad in different ways. Like last mm. year, we just ran such an open game, scored a lot of points, but just conceded an unbelievable number of points. And uh, we've really tried to tighten up this year, um, but now we just don't shoot threes. So, and we've got yeah, that is, the, that is a problem when I look through the, um, the stats. You know, you're, you're 27th mm. in three point percentage yeah. at 33%. But then on the other end of the floor, you know, you're fifth in rebounds. Mm. Um, and fifth in attempt at three free throws. So you're getting injured quite a lot. You're getting um, attacked quite a lot of the rim. Um, but it's still on the defensive side. You're 29th in blocks. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, you know, I think this kind of reflects, you know, we talk about our biggest piece being Zion. He's, his defensive games is behind the curve at this point. He's not been the defensive player that he was in college. Yeah. Uh, we saw kind of making leaps from the free throw line to the three point line to swap shots. Like, He's, he's kind of just, he does got, let guys kind of blow by him a bit, which is, you know, it, it leaves a lot to be desired for someone who's so athletic. Um, I think I think that we can, we, if Stan Van Gundy can't tighten up, I don't know who can, um, but I think we definitely need to make some moves um, and sort out that perimeter defence as well. Yeah. Is Lonzo um, Ball one of the moves you'd really wanted to make? Get rid of him? So I'm not a big Lonzo hater. I want him to succeed. Um, 
I think there's a, he, you know, there's a lot of, he's one of the most divisive players in the league. Um, it's, it goes, you know, you, you have the school of thought where it's like, if you can't play in a half court offense, then you're not an NBA player. But then you put you put Lonzo Ball in the open court. I don't know if there are any better. You know, there are many better playmakers in the league. Um, yeah, because I feel like a lot of it is confidence as well. Like he has his times of brilliance when you can see he's playing confident basketball. But kind of the end of last season and creeping into this season, he just doesn't look like a confident player. No, he doesn't. Um, he's struggled really since the bubble, um, where he put up some horrendous stats. I remember kind of Bleach Report tweeted his stats. Um, and he kind of added them again, coming back and saying, "Oh yeah, make sure you post my stats next uh, year." Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't he hasn't quite like lived up to that. Uh, Paul yeah, he still hasn't he still hasn't hit his jumpers yet. I mean, still hitting below forty percent uh, from the field goal and barely reaching thirty percent at three point. Um, it's something that's a struggle, obviously across the team. But for someone in his, um, it's not it's not his sophomore. It's year past sophomore year now. So. Yeah, it's something that he seriously needs to work on if he wants to be that that yeah. starting point guard for a team, a young a young team that wants to progress. So um, the Pelicans, we have a shooting coach. I think I believe his name is Fred Pinson. I want to say that he he's basically the guy that Brandon Ingram credits with really helping out his jumper. Because you know, remember when Brandon improved Ingram, massively. Yeah, yeah, like he went from what at the line he was like sixty five percent. Now he's like eighty four percent. You know, eighty five percent. Yeah. Um, and when Lonzo Ball was playing well last year, being aggressive, taking shots, um, it was really clear the work that Pinson was doing with him. Um, I think I think it's the guy's name, Fred Pinson. I can't quite remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, he'd be like on the ball stuff or something. No, but he's definitely there's we we have a shooting coach. He's he's really done some good work, Brandon Ingram. And and we were seeing the same with Lonzo Ball and you thought with JJ players like JJ Reddick who just like straight shooters on the roster mm -hmm. think that you know be able to help a lot uh, help him um but it seems more of a mental thing like right we've seen him yeah. be what he can be last year and now we're just not He's just we're not just doing it from him and you know you know people are calling from his head on Twitter and I think that that's kind of you you can't you can argue you know you can see what Lonzo can be um yeah. but maybe that needs to be somewhere else and I'm not quite sure that where it is. And it's just such a shame because I because I think he's really good. We can be a really good playmaker, really good defender. Um, when he came to New Orleans um, in the Anthony Davis trade, um, I was I was just really excited about him because I thought, you know, Lonzo and Drew um, can be like the Louisiana State penitentiary, like prison, lock everyone up. Like, <laughs> like no one's scoring on them. Uh, and then look how so far, works. this hasn't really been the case, has <laughs> it? <laughs> not at all. Um, but if, if he was to go to the Knicks, for example, surely you'd love to get Peyton back. Just a straight trade. Oh, Lonzo, yeah. Lonzo for Peyton. <laughs> Buddy Alfred. Yeah, he's Pelican's legend. Um, I don't know, man. I think they're pretty... I mean, I think Lonzo Ball's better player than Alfred Payton. So. Yeah, I mean, so uh, <laughs> what What trade would you accept, do you think, from the Knicks? Just for Lonzo? Knicks. Uh, from the Knicks, sorry. Oh, um, I mean, what, what the Knicks got that is... I think I think that we I'm really intrigued by Lonzo Ball's market value. I think that mm. I don't think we're going to see him move very much if he does go. Um, I think you know it could be a solid player, solid three and D player in a second round pick or something. Maybe for Lonzo. Mm. Yeah, I think if Lonzo Ball didn't have the surname of Ball, his market value would be less. 
I think people yeah. are clinging on to the fact that he's part of the Ball Brothers and he's got all this hype around him. And I think yeah. Diggers and I were messaging the other day, if he came to New York, it wouldn't be a bad thing because New York is a team and a city that needs a star player. Mm-hmm. And he's got that star potential in kind of the media sense. He needs to he play, play like okay. a star. I kind of hate him on... I kind of hate him in um, Tibbs' system, though. It's kind mm. of just too... Rocky yeah. And, I don't know, like, Tibbs... Yeah. Go on. I do... Like, when Tibbs first came to the Knicks, I was a bit unsure. And I didn't. I wasn't against him. I kind of wanted him to prove yeah. himself. And especially getting quickly and topping, I thought they weren't going to start or play at all. And to be fair, he's playing them quite a bit. And obviously, defense is ramped up loads. Um and the Knicks are actually playing semi-decent basketball. So maybe it's something that Lonzo needs, but he's, yeah, he needs confidence, really. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just, you just tell him to go out there, uh, play real hard on defence, and um, just let him know he'll get those minutes, and offensively just hope it happens for him, because, um, yeah, I don't know, he, he really needs to find a shot again if he's going to have any be anything going in the NBA going forward. Mm. Yeah, I agree. You've got a big decision to make this offseason because obviously his contract runs out. So it's the decision whether do, do you extend his contract or yeah. like, would you want to trade him now because, um, you know, do you want to maximize on his, mm-hmm. his value now or do you want to sign him to a bigger contract and try and match that with other players? Um, yeah. I've created, I've got some trades that, um, that work out salary wise that I wanted to put your way. Yeah, yeah. Um, These are new for me as well. So I'm intrigued yeah, with them. Both um, so my first trade, um, obviously you need to improve in your shooting. Um, you got JJ Redick out of contract at the end of the year. So depending on whether he wants to come back and, you know, he said that he wants to play four more years, but he's not been playing that well this year. And as a shooter, shooting 29% from three isn't exactly what you need. So um, bearing in mind that um, for the Raptors, obviously their guy is going to be out of contract at the end of this year as well. Um, so I'm thinking that, so I've got here Lonzo and the 2021 Cavs second round pick that you got mm-hmm. for Norman Powell, uh, who I think, you know, he's still got two years left on his deal. He played very well this season. He got four, averaging 14.3 points, uh, shooting 40% from three, 43% from the field and 85% from the line. I think that could be something that you could, that you could deal with uh, a bit more shooting, a bit more of a playmaker. You know what things I do? I don't hate that actually. Um, I don't hate that at all. I, I, <laughs> I think that Norman Powell is a player that Raptors fans really appreciate. I think that from what I know about him, he can frustrate them sometimes because he's quite like a, um, he's quite a one-dimensional player. He doesn't pass yeah. much. He just sort of like drives to the rim or take a three. Um, yeah. Which he knows which, his value. Sorry. He knows his value. Yeah, he does, um, and. Whenever he started with the Raptors, he's looked great. Um, and I think last year he was he was like one of the in kind of percentiles, one of the best guards at finishing at the rim. Um, good three point shooter. I, I, I see it. Um, I think he's a better fit next to Bledsoe. I don't think that's yeah, hard. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, if you're talking about, and I'm not, we'll go through some of your more of your trade ideas in a sec. Yeah. But um, it's also the question, you know, do you trade Bledsoe rather than Lonzo do you send him back to the Clippers or do you, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's contending someone who needs a point guard um, because I don't I I don't I think he has less of a place with our team and I feel kind of sorry for him because he doesn't get much love for Pelicans fans and I but he he's a solid player but he doesn't have so much of a place in our team as Lonzo 
could do going forward. We've seen what Zoe and Zion look like. Yeah. You know, throwing Hanging half. Room, yeah. Like it's it's a pretty in some ways it's a match made in heaven, but it's just not working right now. And you just write that yeah. out and rebuild around that. But sorry, yeah, let's hear let's hear another um, Lonzo Ball trade idea. Yeah, so the other one that I've got um is one with the Knicks. Here we go. Um, so it's it's dependent on whether you see the value in um you know, trading for players that are going to be out of contract and, um, you know, bringing yourself with a load of cap space ready for the off-season. Um, so you either got um, Lonzo for Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nikina and two second-round picks this, this year, or you got Lonzo for Kevin Knox, Alfred Payton and the same two seconds this year as well. Um, obviously, you got Alfred Payton um, bringing them back. Um, average pretty decent, you know, 10, 5 and 7 when he was in... Um, New Orleans so he's got that playmaking ability that you do need um, and there's two seconds as well being in this draft as well you know you could package them for a, even a higher pick as well yeah surely the Pelicans so, wouldn't take that first option of Smith Jr and Frank yeah. surely I'd be unbelievably happy if that happened <laughs> yeah he's um, you know we, we are talking about a guy who was the second overall draft pick just what three or four years ago now um and, and, and look, I, yeah, the Dennis Smith Jr. and Nilikita, like both of them have had the flashes of like, you know, we, we know what they could be, but they're just, they're just not kind of, they're not good looking assets at this point, are they? Yeah. Same, more, Kevin, same yeah, with Kevin more, Knox as well. That, that idea is more on the fact that, you know, they're on, they're end, coming into the end of their contracts now. So if it's something that you pick up and then just leaves, then you, you can bring on that cap space to then sign a bigger player in the offseason. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I really like them. For, I really like those moves from New York. Um, but they're, yeah, they probably wouldn't be something the Pelicans entertain. I mean, you know, <laughs> if if they come out tomorrow and you know Williams drops that, I'll be shocked. But like, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> because because like, I don't know. Like, I think what Kevin Knox. Like, I mean, what is he at this point? Like, um, I think he's Ter- like a, a loser, a terrible basketball player. But I'm not. I don't watch much Kevin Knox. But like. I saw it statistically at a quite good game, like what five, six games ago. He has he has a ten point game, maybe every five games, and then yeah. the rest of the time he <laughs> plays about seven minutes and goes off injured or gets pulled off. But is like he's like the Walmart Jason Tatum, mate. He's like, what, he's Tatum, like, Surely like, the first warning sign was that he wore a Fortnite suit to the NBA draft. As soon as you saw that, you must have known that's gone downhill. Did it? Yeah, like yeah. inside inside his blazer, which is the Fortnite logo. Yes. That's worrying. That's worrying. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> well, I lost interest in that. I, I, I retract that trade off of them. I retract okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now you're like, I want KD for him. Keep him at all costs. <laughs> but I don't know who the Knicks, like, I'm just trying to think if I was the Knicks, who I'd give for Lonzo Ball because I kind of want to get rid of Knox and Frank and even Dennis Smith Jr. But the Knicks have got two first round picks ne- next year. And then also, as you said, two second round picks. So it's whether the Pelicans would accept an, an average player and then a couple second round picks, or if you'd be looking for first round picks. I think I think what we're going to see is probably an average player coming in um, with a couple of kind of picks um, mm-hmm. because of just because of what the model we've followed so far is kind of. So our um, he's called the senior vice president of basketball operations, but he's really kind of the guy that runs the old Pelicans project. It's called David Griffin. And he, he was, uh, he's kind of best known in the league for um, bringing the championship to Cleveland, you know, with LeBron James. Uh, in t- what was it? 2016. Um, 
not sure. <laughs> anyway, he, he was part of, he was kind of uh, the GM overseeing that. Um, and he always talks about sustainable success. And um, okay, we haven't seen a lot of success so far. Because when you've got such, uh, such good young assets as Ingram and yeah. Zion, um, you want to be able to compete right now, but you also want to bring some young pieces along with them. Um, and when you've seen us play big moves, we've tried to acquire players who can play right now and also a load of assets, like draft assets going forward. So if Lonzo is traded, I think it will follow that sort of pattern of just mm. flipping him for you know, another decent player um, and a couple of picks. And the team that gets him will hope that he can be that aggressive yeah. um, aggressive point guard it's a little bit like how the Rockets have been trading this this offseason and this season like because we I think we spoke about this a couple episodes ago it was confusing to understand their standpoint because they're getting players like John Wall Oladipo Cousins but then they're also going for draft picks so it's like they're kind of giving off this impression that they're going for a rebuild but also for a like a playoff run but I think the Pelicans are kind of the same they've got core players that that have potential to be amazing but they're also building towards the future yeah I I just I'm not convinced by it so far, I have to say. I mean, maybe we're at the roughest part of this stage or whatever this is, this sustainable success rebuild. Um, Because it sounds great. Like you said to me a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, players, we've got Drew Holiday. You know, okay, David Griffin also said that Drew Holiday could be the league MVP last year. Yeah. before going to season, he was like, it was very clear that, you know, we've got this hype rookie coming in, but our bet is going to be the one that plays and it takes all the glory. But, you know. Season's um, not over, to be fair. It's not over. No, it's not <laughs> over, but and but it kind of does lead you in the West. I'm not sure. You, I don't think you can do that. Like, um, yeah. you, you get left in this kind of middle ground where we're going to be in the play-in tournament um, for the foreseeable yeah. unless you can, you know, unless you go and get someone and someone who can really win now, like a Bradley Beal. Mm. Same, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, we really need to make some moves. Uh, <laughs> I think it still will give you, I still think it will take you at least a couple of years you know, under a new coach. You need to give him time to be able to fit the system around and figure out who mm. does the system and, and the kind of players that he needs in there. They'll fit around the players that he's already got and then figure out, you know, who are the expendables. So I think, yeah, the fact that you're doing badly this year. Mm. it's a bad thing you know because you're just looking out who fits the system well and then going to move the assets that don't fit it well so it, it, it is no you're, you're totally reasonable saying that I think it's just for I think New Orleans as a city and the basketball club um, are they've got a bit of PTSD from this Anthony Davis situation where we kind of messed around kind of tried to win and you know didn't quite take advantage of this kind of superstar talent we had um, but now we've got another one, like being blessed with one yeah. so quickly after AD leaving. We're like, okay, like we really need to act now because yeah. if we don't, he's gonna he's gonna want to go to LA as well. Like Rich Paul, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like because <laughs> yeah, he got quite um, toxic towards the end, didn't it? With AD, not as toxic as like Harden, for example. But I guess Pelicans fans were right. Must be thinking AD wanted to leave and it became quite toxic. We need to play well so our star players stay. Yeah. So like. AD coming into the arena, I won't forget the that's all folks t-shirt. He was on the bench, but he was gone. Or like that, there's that um gif of him like um like smiling when we like the Lakers score a bucket on us or something. Mm. It's like yeah, that was yeah, that's um that, that wasn't the best look for the franchise. Um and I think that the Pelicans are very much aware of that and have really tried to remodel uh, off the court, but it just hasn't translated to on the court yet. Um mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think as like as we've said throughout this, it hasn't transitioned well yet. There's a lot of potential, and I think remember I remember the NBA were doing like a free trial of league pass, maybe the start of this season or the end of last season, so you yeah. could watch all the games for a week. And I purely watched Pelican games and and uh, Dallas games. And I said mm-hmm. to Aaron, I was like, oh, if I had to like start the NBA again, I'd support either the Pelicans or the the, the Mavs. Just because I liked how they played. That's classic, now. Mate. Now I'm now I'm kind of glad I stuck with the Knicks, but you know. Yeah, no, you know, like I think it's ended up being the right deal for you. Um, I mean, I started supporting the Pelicans in the days of, of course, Anthony Davis was there, but um, Darius Miller, um, Etwan Moore, um, mm. just, you know, well-known household NBA names. Yeah. Um, Whereas Aaron started supporting the Bucks when it was Janis and <laughs> yeah, Middleton, and I was waiting for that. I waited for that to yeah. come. <laughs> Who is the best player in the NBA? Oh, I support them. Never gonna live that down. No. <laughs> but anyway, before I think next we'll kind of talk about All Star Weekend that's approaching pretty quickly and who we think deserves a spot. But before that, what we like to do is a little question of the week um, that we normally do at the very start of the episode. But I feel like every week we get distracted and just don't don't, don't do it. I like it's too interesting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, you just captivated us. Um, <laughs> but Diggers, you might actually know the answer to this because it was an Instagram account that we followed, they did like a trivia. So I've okay. just stolen it from them. Um, but the question is, which two franchises have never relocated? So every other franchise has relocated apart from these two. Is this for Diggers? Oh, it's, for both, it's for both of you, but Diggers might know the answer if he's a when, when you mean like relocated, do you mean their stadium or their like, their franchise? Well, both. Can I, can I say one? Go for it. Um, Milwaukee. Well, I'll tell you at the end. So put your, put your guesses in, and then all right, it's to keep the listener right. engaged. Uh, okay, I don't know if Diggers has got one. So I'm gonna. Have I, I, I want to say Boston. I want to say the Boston Celtics. Ooh. And I want to say the New York Knicks because I feel like Madison Square Garden's got to be. It's one of the well-known, most popular arenas. I'll say one clue. Diggers is, is along the right lines of big names. So it's not, I'll give you one clue. It's not the Sacramento Kings, for example. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's got to be the Knicks for sure. Um, I would say the Lakers, like the Staples Centre, I'm pretty sure is fairly, I want to say it's new. No, the Lakers. The Lakers used to be uh, Minneapolis or something along those lines. I think. Yeah, like Staples mm-hmm. to me sounds new, so I don't think that's. Yeah, um, I don't think it's one of the LA teams, um, unless, the unless the Clippers. But like, I, I, I can't. Well, they've think... got. They've moved recently, haven't they? Well, was there? Where was? Where was their old uh, franchise? Because well, they used to be in. Um... Stable center, and now they're now they're moving to a new location. But they're still Los Angeles, right? Yeah, yeah, still okay. LA. Um, mm. yeah, two, two, <laughs> give, give me two guesses, yeah. and I'll let you know in about fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't think. So, yeah, I think of a team, and I think I can't think of what their old um, city would have been. Um, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep thinking. Until, until I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go with Celtics and, and the Knicks. I'm gonna yeah. say I'm, I'm just gonna go. Um, I, I quite like the Knicks call, but just because Diggers has gone for two, I'm in, and, the, <laughs> and yeah. there's 30 teams in the league. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say something else. Um, 
I'm going to go for the Blazers and the Bucks. Nice. Okay. Well, you'll find out in about 10 minutes. So <laughs> keep your ears peeled. If that's not even a saying. Also, I've, I've actually got a question. I know oh, here we go. Obviously, as a listener, I've, 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 uh, I know I do things around here. So. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Things you love to hear. <laughs> um, so there are um, five players in the last 35 years to record five consecutive triple doubles in the league. And as you can imagine, those players are kind of some of the biggest names in, um, in the league history. And um, that's Russell Westbrook, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain and the bigger Oscar Robertson. Um, <laughs> now there's one more player in, the, in that esteemed group. Um, who is it? Five consecutive triple doubles. See, my, my, my first guess would have been Westbrook just because of that season that he had. Um, well, you're right by Westbrook. Like, he, he, is, he is one of the five, but there's just the mm. fifth player who Who's you all fifth? both know. Um, he plays in the league today. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like... I feel like it's got to be Jokic. Either Jokic or, Don, either Jokic or Doncic. It's got to be one of the Eastern, boy, Eastern European boys. See, I was going to say Luca. My initial thought, my initial thought was Kevin Garnett. Then he said current player, so I went mm-hmm. Luca. But that's a th- that's a good question. <laughs> if this if this podcast only gets like three listens, I might bank that one for a future one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right here we go. Let's think. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go Luca. Okay. Yeah. If you go Luca, I'm going. I'm going the Joker. Keeping right. it European. European. European ballers. I mean, shall I, shall I save the answer for the end as well? Yeah. yeah. Right. Keep, keep right. me thinking. I'll keep it in the back pocket. Right. Um. So in terms of now, then uh, it's all about All Stars and the All Star Weekend coming up and the voting all going undergoing now. Um. Boys, what have we chosen so far? Should we start on one side and, and cut onto the right, or should we start off with the West? I reckon, yeah, start at the conference. Start West. Start West. Um, all right, so I'll go first. Um, so for my for front court, it's got to be Dontich and... Uh, sorry, front court, LeBron, Jokic and Davis. Yeah. Like, that's going to be fairly decided. That's, that's the same as mine. Yeah. I've, I've got one different in that. One different? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you've got that. And the backcourt, I've got Doncic and Lillard. Yeah, exact same. I've got the exact same West as you. Same. I've also got one different. <laughs> okay, okay. Tell you what, you, you, do, you do your West now. Okay, so um, I think that the West isn't massively as... It's not, it's not, in many ways, it's not as interesting as the East this year. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, because you've, you know, that is where the absolute household names lie. Um, now, I've gone for Kawhi Leonard over Anthony Davis in the front really? court, simply because I think he's. I don't <laughs> think AD. I think AD's got a bit of a bubble hangover. Um, I think that Kawhi has. Um, you know, we haven't seen him resting so much. Um, he's played at a really high level. Um, yeah, like true. essentially done Kawhi things. Has been a robot in the game when he's, whenever he's in, which has been a lot. When he's so, yeah. Yeah. 
he's in for me um, over AD, who I think is obviously still an all-star, but just yeah. um, has another gear that he can go up in that I think will get there and to that starting <clears> unit. Um, and in the backcourt, again, it's not contentious, really. I think that I think you're, you're totally cool putting John Chich in at this point. Like, Luca is, you know, probably the best European player in the league, probably. Let's see the Janice jersey. Um, <laughs> and, um, Aaron's crying right now. <laughs> and um, I've actually just gone for Steph uh, over, over Doncic purely just because um, I think that the All-Star game is often judged on sort of pedigree and um, mm. and all, of, all about respect. And I think that Steph's, again, come back and played really well. And it's Steph Curry. I don't, I think he's pretty much interchangeable with Luca um, and Dame. You know, you could have a Steph Doncic backcourt and leave Dame out and have an argument for it. Um, but I just, yeah, I think, I think that uh, you can't leave Steph out of that starting unit. Yeah, because that's yeah. the thing. I, I would have left LeBron out if it wasn't for kind of respect. And you got, you can't really leave LeBron James out. No. But I think if I was voting for just to get someone in, I probably wouldn't have put LeBron in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll start my, my East. I'll start with the guards, Jalen Brown, which I know Diggers is also a big fan of. Yeah, and then so. I put Bradley Bill been balling out recently. <laughs> and sure. then you tell me your one. I'm going to leave my front court till last because I've got a shaker in there. I've got a, yeah. I've, I've got a feeling I know what the shaker is based yeah. on this being a studio Knicks podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, for me, yeah, Jalen Brown, absolute baller this year. Stepped up when when Tatum's been out. Um, but Bill, he does deserve it. Don't get me wrong, he does deserve it. He's been absolutely going off, going crazy, proving that you know he's much better than the Wizards and deserves a better team around him. But mm. I've gone with Trey Young. I know that's like ice Trey. <laughs> I just I feel like with the, the fact that the Hawks have done so well this year um, compared to last year, um, not many people would have put them um, as a above 50 team um, or mm. above 500, sorry. Um, averaging 26 and nine assists. I mm. think he deserves to be a starter, mm. mainly due to the fact that not only is he putting up big numbers, but he's also bringing a team to a, a, a strong record. And he was a starter uh, last year, like without that. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's that's where I'm sort of I'm struck between Bill and, and Young, but if because you, of the strong if record. If you were taking last year's performance by Bill in the season and him getting snubbed for an All Star, if you were taking that consideration with with putting him in this year, would you put him in just to because he deserves it? Yeah, it's like two, two back to back years. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new kid on the block called Trey Young. You uh, sit down. No, nah, I, I, I still will take Young. I still take I like, Young. I like the Trey Young pick. Like, I think it's going to look good for the rest of the season. I, I, I don't think that he's been the best player in that back, potential backcourt um, so far this year. Um, he's had a, he had a kind of a big slump the last couple of weeks after Steve Nash called him out for the Falcons. Yeah. Um, but I think the rest of the season, we're just going to see Trey ball out um, with an Atlanta team that, you know, will make it into the playoffs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also don't think that we'll ever see Beal and Jalen Brown start in an all-star backcourt together. No. Yeah. <laughs> ever again, if they do this year. Um, Next year will be the like, last year, for sure. No, for sure. You know, we've seen, you know, Jalen can be a perennial all-star, but um, 
this year he's kind of got more credit for stepping up in, in Tatum's absence, you know, with the stop-start nature of the season. Um, and Brad Beal was just taking on, like, you know, I think everyone feels sorry for Brad Beal, like, the amount he had to take on. Like, he's leading the league and scoring at, like, 35 points per game. Like, I, I just can't see him being... And, you know, and, and there's the snub last year. Like, I just can't see him not starting this year. Mm. Um, yeah, because yeah. I, I took the snub last year into consideration when mm. picking in this year. Yeah. But yeah, front court. Who have we got? Don't you go first, ask. Yeah, I think the front front court picks itself again, like with the West. Um, I think you got to have KD, um, the Greek Freak, and uh, Joel Embiid. Um, kind of three the most dominant players, well, in the league. At the yeah. moment. I I yeah totally agree. I think you got a potential MVP in Embiid. Um, Giannis doing Giannis things and, and KD proving that despite his Achilles injury, he's come back probably even, maybe even better than his OKC self. So, yeah, I think that's that's pretty consensus. I can see uh, Ben smirking. You two, yeah. perhaps. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> I've kept Janice in there and I've kept Embiid. But the decision between KD and Randall was a no-brainer. <laughs> no-brainer. Sure, you could be sat there saying, saying that you know Randall's only put up twenty-two points, eleven rebounds, six assists, which is a big feat, but it's nothing mm. compared to what KD's done. But fuck KD, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Julius still, Randall still sour that he did, still sour that he didn't want to choose New York. Julius Randall is an all-star. Well, I'm not going to lie, MVP. I don't think he is. Well. That's- that's when is when does voting end? Because I've I've set up about six accounts and they've all they've all been Randall. So I think he's, I, look, he's in for no, a chance. I think that Randall this year like has been playing out of his mind. Like he's been unbelievable, and mm. I, I think you're totally right to include him as a Knicks fan. Um, I just think like and now if we're getting on to kind of the the depth of the East at the moment. There's so many players yeah. playing really fucking well. Yeah. Super, sorry, but yeah, playing really well, um, and. Um, I look at that front court and I think I can't take I in the Indianapolis All Star game I can't put Julius Randle in, who's got inflated stats playing 38 minutes per game over Miles Turner, who's swatting four shots a game, and Domantas Sabonis okay. who just double double every night. Well, um, could you could you argue this is slightly different train of thought? But could you argue that someone like Bradley Bill? has inflated numbers overall because he's the only one on that team that can play basketball. For sure. We saw it with Trey last year. Um, but I think that Randall is, you know, the performance we're seeing from Randall is a, a product of the Tibbs system. Um, mm. Like <laughs> the assists, where they come like Yeah, well, that's Randall- why I voted for him. because <laughs> Last year, every Knicks fan wanted him gone because he was a selfish player. He'd yeah. only, only score and that was a rarity. But now he's becoming a team player. And I just think it's great. So he's he's a starting five for me. I mean, his nickname on Basketball Reference is Beyblade, like because all he does is <laughs> <laughs> like, like he just. But now he's like whipping past out the post, like yeah. and averaging six assists a game. Like, okay, it's unbelievable what he's doing, and I think you're not wrong to include him in the front court. But is he is he in over Chris Middleton? Is he in over Bam? Is he in over mm. Sabonis and Turner? I don't know about that. Um, also, I think someone needs to look at the stat of how many of his missed assists were sent to Kevin Knox. If they're, <laughs> if they're putting Kevin Knox's hands, he'd be averaging a triple double this year. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're on to something. 
to watch a, little, a lot of uh, Nick's footage, play it back. Yeah. You never know, they might sign me up, get me a part of the team. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've covered the All-Star weekend. I think we're going to get a few of our uh, other uni mates on and we'll probably put a post up saying everyone's picks and uh, then do, I don't know, if you can work out an average of who everyone thinks is going to be the starting five. But I think we've probably got it on the head, including Randall. I think it's going to be... All right, it's your podcast, mate. I'll let you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to start a podcast just against Julius yeah. Randall. No, I hate the guys and the Pelicans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Would you, okay, would you take him back a straight trade, Lonzo, for Julius Randall? That's such a horrible fit. That's <laughs> such a horrible yeah. fit. What's, what, what's Vandal playing? Small forward? Yeah. Um, we changed a bit. Unless you have him sick, man. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I mean on a, from a basketball perspective, uh, no. But if, if you're looking at pure stats, then yes, Randall is the better player than Lonzo at the moment. But Randall's playing the best basketball of his life and Lonzo's playing the worst. So, uh, look. Yeah, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not a fair comparison. But I, I like I like the, the idea. Um uh, but yeah, not not the fit for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd if I was the GM, I'd turn it down. But I'm not, yeah. so don't really have much of a say. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're pretty much wrapped up there. Let's get the uh, the, the answer to the question of the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, Go, you do yours first, Oscar, because I'm at sitting on the edge of my seat yeah. for that one. So, so um, the answer to my question has been like staring you guys in the face the whole episode. It's it's Alfred Payton. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Is it? When, when was that? When did he record them? When did you record that? On in New Orleans. Oh. Yeah, I was about to say it definitely wasn't in New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, Alfred... we... Sorry, go on. I love how we were like, oh, it's you know got to be Don Church. It's like yeah, Elvis yeah. Payton. Someone's sick. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> Elvis Payton, mate. Like, um, I think that's what earned him that New York contract. Like, it was, it was, uh, it was like what the season before last, and <laughs> um, I think that. Our team obviously had nothing going for it, and it was like it might. It might in fact, it was when AD was sitting, and um, it was oh, basically right. Elf and Randall running the show. Little kind of precursor of things to come, you know, yeah. New York, on the big stage, MS <laughs> Madison Square Garden, um, and yeah, I mean, he just kept dropping like there weren't even like 10, 10, 10. It was like fifteen, twelve, and thirty. Really? Like, yeah, I, I like, didn't have a clue about that. And um, I think he. He tied or broke Chris Paul's record in New Orleans for the, um, for the for the most triple doubles in a season, and he did it all in a stretch of about three weeks. Um, so yeah, wow. there you go. What could have been? Mm. Well, so for my question, you said Portland and Milwaukee, and Diggers said Knicks and uh, Celtics. Now I think Knicks, you both would have picked Knicks. I think that's quite an obvious one. Um, so yeah. that's one of them. And the second one was indeed Celtics. Yeah. So Aaron got it right. Did you did you see it? Or you just you just try and breeze? No, I I I I had I just kind of thought that what are the biggest names that you don't really think is gonna like Celtics have, have been a, a pretty dominant team throughout <laughs> fairly. The Russell's yeah. got got a few trophies. So Back in the day, I don't feel like they would have moved anywhere. I feel like they like they would have been one of the main teams to to stay where they are. And then Knicks, the same with Knicks. So tell you why, just know my stuff. Just know my stuff. Just know, just you just it's like you run a passport podcast or something. 
But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Big shout out to Oscar for joining us. I hope you enjoyed your time on the yeah, post really podcast. We'll have to uh, get you back on. I think we should do kind of a massive, massive one with all our uni mates and just oh, run sure. it for a couple of hours and just have a couple of beers and record it. Everyone's got multiple opinions. Everyone likes, you know, everyone likes exactly. Okay. Run it's all, different, all different teams as well, which makes it even better. Yeah, for sure. I think we all are different teams, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Sixers, you got Portland, you got Pels, Knicks, Mavs, Blazers, Blazers. Mm. So yeah, that could be that could be a good shout actually. League wide perspective. Yeah, mm, exactly. Maybe we could yeah. do that. I do it on the All Star break. Do the yeah. All Star podcast. Yeah, we'll like set up a Twitch Twitch account and just stream the whole weekend. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Donations left, right, and centre. Huge. Sweet. Well, yeah. Again, thanks for coming, on, Oscar, and uh, give us a follow on the the Post Up Podcast Instagram and on Twitter. Do you want to plug your Insta or anything, or are you just happy to? Oh, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. Mine's cool. Yeah. He's a he's a private man. Yeah, I'm a private. I like a man of mystery. Um, yeah, you want to away from the cameras, you know. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Thank you.